Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. The line of scrimmage is the 17-yard line of Kansas City. Here's the snap. Play action fake. Brady looking, Brady looking, looking, looking. Throws toward the end zone. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski's got two today. Boy, how about that? Take points off the board and throw to number 87. Here's the snap. Run the ball to the right. Got a blonde boy to the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette takes it to the house. And the Bucs lead 20. 20- Seven to nine. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Super Bowl champs. They blow out the Chiefs 31-9. Don't even let them score a touchdown. Tampa Bay defense, dominant, taking down Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes in three straight playoff games. Bucks finished the year on an eight-game win streak. And PK, they looked awesome. I can't argue with that. Absolutely. You know, you listen to what the... Guys were talking about how this was a new team put together and you know, didn't have the preseason, didn't have offseason, all this stuff, and it took some time, and they got it going, and as you say, finished with eight-game winning streak, an eight-game winning streak, and just looked really, really awesome. And to me, the defense is the story. I mean, they got a lot of offensive weapons, but to hold Kansas City without a touchdown, it's not anything that I would have thought would have happened for sure. And obviously it did, so you have to credit them big time. I thought the Bucks had a path to victory with that uh, front four going against Kansas City's offensive line. I guess, and, and we don't know enough about the depth on KC's O-line, and, but to move three guys because you have one injury seems to create a lot of weakness. Now maybe given who, what the alternative was and who the backup was, and I'm not in a position to judge that, I doubt you are either, maybe that was the right thing, but... Man, when you hear him talk about that, it does raise an eyebrow. It's like, that wasn't just one thing. That, that's three of your five guys. You, you're basically making a whole new O-line at that point. I'm uh, sure, but no one's going to remember that. Sucks nope. for them. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sucks for them, but Brady's got seven. Yeah. Got multiple questions up on our uh, Facebook page. And one of them, how can anyone doubt that Tom Brady has had the best career in the history of team sports? Well, we you, could be, we, you could be go. friends with Bill Russell. That's how you could do it. No. 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 That's, that's ignorant. Sorry, my friend. And I call you my friend because you are my friend. If you had the best team in the NBA in 1962, there's a very good chance you had the best team in the NBA in 1963, 1964, 1965, because nobody could move. You were locked in. You had to play with that team unless you didn't want to play. So people were locked in in baseball and football in the same era. There was no free agency, and it's all the right. way from fifty, but fifty-seven to sixty-nine. I mean, guys and get in older. Football and, and basketball. I mean, bas- football and baseball. You need a roster, not one or two guys. In basketball, you need one or two guys, and you are good to go. It doesn't matter if it's two thousand twenty-one. 2020, Los Angeles Lakers, or whomever it might be. Hell, people think that Jordan won all those games by himself or titles by himself. So maybe you don't even need one guy, two guys. You just need one. Come on, man. You all are better than that. 
Kansas City head coach Andy Reid addressed the car accident that his son, Chiefs outside linebacker coach Britt Reid, was involved in last week and sent a five-year-old child to the hospital in critical condition. He told reporters, quote, My heart goes out. All of those who were involved in the accident, in particular the family with the little girl who's fighting for her life. Just from a human standpoint, my heart bleeds for everyone involved in that. Close quote. Britt Reid did not coach in yesterday's game. I did see a list on Twitter yesterday of four famous... Uh, headlines, storylines leading up to games that all involve team personnel that were all really negative. Uh, you know, obviously this car wreck here and then another player's drug overdose and another player being arrested, um, charged with prostitution. All the teams that had the major negative distraction lost. Don't know that you can put it on that, but at the same time, there's a trend building. Obviously, there's, you know, 22 people playing and 44 because you're platooning. There's a lot of stuff going on, but... The team with the distraction, uh, 0-4 now, according to this list. Oh, that's why I don't want to hear uh, the parents of fill-in-the-blank must have done a, a great job raising them. Because then you got to say Andy Reid did a lousy job raising them. Who's going to say that? Who has any idea? So that's why I always get bent every time I hear, oh, so-and-so's parents must have done a tremendous job raising them. What about this one here? You can't have one without the other. Yin and Yang, balance in the universe. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. BYU announces the hire of 33-year veteran Daryl Funk as their new offensive line coach. He worked most recently at UTSA, worked with Brady Hoke at three different stops when Hoke went from Ball State to San Diego State. To the University of Michigan. The Cougar offensive line was a real strength this past season, PK. So change coaches, but you got to keep that rolling. Yeah, he worked with Sonny Lubick way back when, and Sonny Lubick was just a great, great coach. Did great work over in Fort Collins, and so I think that's where he's from and played and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's a lot of experience. You cannot deny that. Alabama expected to lose a fifth assistant coach as defensive backs coach Carl Scott expected to join the Minnesota Vikings in the same role after spending three years working for Nick Saban. Overall, Alabama has lost 15 staff members this offseason, five on-field coaches, seven analysts, three others. Everybody wants the Saban magic. You want to get a job, get to Alabama. And the cool thing is Saban turns over the assistants and he just he hires good people, and he's got already got good players, and it's different recruiters, but everybody seems to recruit for him. He's got the machine up and running. He doesn't let anything slip. So 15 staffers in the offseason, he shrugs, reloads, and plans to go win again. Yeah, as far as a defensive back coach, I heard the leaders right now are either Tony Dungy or Herman Edwards. <laughs> Funny man. Everybody wants in. There'll be a long list of people applying. They know that their uh, career can skyrocket if they go work for Nick. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Back up top to Donovan. Brogdon, one of the better pick-and-roll defenders. Driving as Donovan gives to Rudy, and he hammers. Flares it to Bogey. Feet set. Ball wet. Splash! Tenth assist of the night for Donovan Mitchell. Boyan Bogdanovich gives the Jazz a six-point lead with 4.08 to play. Donovan trying to get free from Brogdon. Drives. A lot of contact off the window. And in! Donovan Mitchell, 98-91, two to play. Utah Jazz sweep the road trip. Perfect 3-0. They beat the Pacers 103-95. to 
PK, this game didn't look like the other games. There was no 20-point lead. There was no flurry of three-pointers. They shot 31% from three. They, they had some open threes, and shots came up short. And I mean, it's easy to blame that on the, on the fatigue or whatever. But, hey, they adjusted. It was like PK was in the huddle. Guys, you got to go to the rack. And in the third quarter especially, maybe throughout the game they did, but I thought it was especially noticeable in the third quarter. Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, uh, Bojan Bogdanovich, they all, oh, Clarkson too, they all drove, got into the paint. Uh, most of the guys got layups or fed Rudy. Clarkson would shoot his turnaround fadeaway seven-footer. Uh, but same deal, getting close, and, and the legs don't matter so much. That was that was impressive. They, they couldn't blow him off the floor like they've been doing, but they got the win. That's all that matters. I don't want to hear that they're fatigued or tired. How do we know that the uh, Pacers were at 100% in their health and blah, 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 blah? If you're too tired to make threes, then don't take them. It's as simple as that. Go ahead and find ways to win. That was what was impressive. They found a way to win, and that's all that matters. And they did it without Conley. I mean, you can list the reasons of why you're supposed to lose. And once you start listing the reasons of why you're supposed to lose, you're going to lose. And they wouldn't have any of it. And that was what was fun about it, watching that game, to see the determination and finding ways. Because you're not going to have 16 times in the playoffs if you want to win a title where all 16 you're just going to be draining threes. Because obviously when they shoot like they're capable, they are virtually unbeatable. Even against the Lakers, I believe. I don't know how many times they can do that. So you're going to have to find other ways to win, and this is a good opportunity. Now, the Pacers aren't going to be the Lakers in the postseason. We understand that, but still, this is a good opportunity to find other ways to win, and they did it. I mean, the rebounding was just sensational. They had like 60-some rebounds. I mean, that was 61, I think it was, and uh, 24 points off offensive boards. Yep. That was just incredible. 17, are, yeah, 17 oh. offensive rebounds is a huge yeah. number. That's about yeah. double what teams normally get. Right. And, and the Pacers had eight. That eight to ten range is kind of a normal number. Yeah. And there were more shots to be had or rebounds to be had because the three-pointers lead themselves to not the conventional rebound that falls off right below to the defender who's boxing out. I understand all that. Uh, it was just great to see them be that ferocious on the offensive glass to get that, to get those opportunities, because that's playoff basketball. And that's what I took from that, knowing that the Pacers, they're probably never going to play the Pacers in the playoffs. But still, I like the grit and determination and the rebounding. Those are some things that add up and can help you win, and that's exactly what happened. Seven different players had offensive rebounds to get to that uh, to get to that 17. Mitchell had five of them. Missed his uh, triple-double by one rebound, 27 points, 11 assists, nine rebounds. But they get the victory. That is four in a row. That is 15 out of 16, and they are back home to face the Boston Celtics. Tomorrow night, Vivint Arena. Late game, Yach? Another one of these 8 o'clock specials? It's a TNT game. Ooh, that makes it way late back in Boston. But TNT. So, we'll give Shaq a chance to talk about Donovan almost getting a triple-double in his all-around games. Someone's bound to throw that at him. All right, that'll be tomorrow night. Jazz and Celtics, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Totter, down to you, and bam to the rim with a two-hand jam as he got in behind Julius Randle, Miami, right now on an 18-5 run. Booker up out of the backcourt on the drive. Stops, pops, three-pointer, Shazam! D-Booker for the 3-0. 
Eight tenths of a second remaining in the half. De'Aaron Fox takes the dribble left, gets the left edge of the paint, steps back, circles, drives right, scoops with the left hand. Magical play by De'Aaron Fox, who now has 34 points. And the Kings take the lead at 105-103. De'Aaron Fox finishes with 36 points, and the Sacramento Kings beat the L.A. Clippers 113-110, combined with the Jazz win. Jazz are a game up on the Lakers, and now two and a half games up on the Clippers. Three in front of them in the loss column and the Clippers have a uh, the Clippers get the loss the Kings have a nice little stretch here going PK I don't I don't want to get oversold on the Kings and Luke Walton but that win didn't exactly come out in the middle of nowhere they'd beaten the Celtics they'd beaten the Nuggets they got four straight wins now yeah and then the Celtics are without Jalen Brown and the Clippers are without uh, Paul George right now Suns beat the Celtics 100-91. Devin Booker, 18 points, 11 assists. Suns pick up the victory. There's a uh, They're in the middle of a big group of teams uh, in the West battling for uh, fourth and fifth. The Suns currently have that fourth spot by a half a game over the Spurs and a game over the Nuggets and Blazers. Also, there's a highlight in there. The Heat beat the Knicks. Bam out of bio with a nice game, 24 points and 11 rebounds. Detroit Pistons trading Derrick Rose to the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau wants him back, apparently. Those two have worked together before, and they will uh, team up there in New York. Detroit gets Dennis Smith Jr. in a 2021 second-round draft pick in exchange for the former MVP. And Larry Nance Jr., Cavs forward out four to six weeks, fractured finger, left hand, going to need surgery. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. They've done it before. Can they do it again? BYU has shocked Gonzaga before, beat him when Gonzaga looked like they were the much better team. But now Gonzaga is number one, 18-0 overall, 9-0 in conference. And not just that, but just, just the eye test, PK. The eye test screens. Man, Gonzaga's been good before, and now they're even better than that. Well, I think that is it. 18 and 0 and 9 and 0. That is the eye test. ESPN tonight, 9 o'clock at the Marriott Center. BYU coming in 15 and 4 overall, and they are 6 and 2 in conference. I hope they let in some fans. If they don't, I don't really understand why not. Have you heard anything? You got anything to let in a thousand or two thousand or something? No, I haven't heard a thing. Set. Oh, good. Friday, I was told they are not going to allow fans. And I think that's stupid. Weber State vaults into a tie atop the big sky. They beat Montana State. There's a bunch of teams now stacked up there with two losses. SUU, Montana State, they're all tied up there. Dixie yeah, that State. Was a great win yeah. for Weber there. Uh, but they swept that series. They did. And this is it's indicative of Randy Ray. He has a little bit of a down season. He usually comes back strong. And it sets up for a crazy tournament where there could be three or four teams that could easily, you could picture any of them winning the tournament. But, uh, you know, you're going to have to play, uh, you know, obviously you get into these tournaments and you got to play three games in three days and all that stuff. So your ability to at least win two big games in three days ought to give you a little bit of confidence going into that situation. Matchups will be different and all that sort of stuff, but... At least you've gone through a tough week and uh, and done well. And Utah State didn't play, but there were some losses. Boise State lost. The Aggies are now on top in the Mountain West Conference. DJ and PK.
Hashtag Major League Baseball. Veteran ESPN Major League Baseball reporter Pedro Gomez passed away unexpectedly at home at the age of 58. A lot of you have seen him on ESPN for almost 20 years. They hired him in 2003. He'd been a beat writer in San Diego and Arizona. Before that, he worked at a number of newspapers. He's really popular in the media business, known as a good guy, certainly a familiar face, and uh, 58 is really young, PK. For sure, yeah. Dodgers signed pitcher Trevor Bauer on a three-year, $102 million deal that'll pay him $40 million this year. Bauer's going to have opt-outs after the first and second years of the deal. $40 million? Dodgers. Spare well, no expense. It. They got the money. Let's go back to back. Well, didn't they say the Pirates' entire payroll is like $30 million this year? Braves re-up veteran slugger Marcel Azuna, four years, $64 million. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 Network analyst, joins us next to talk Super Bowl and NFL. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insiders, coming up at 9.05. Lincoln Kennedy, next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Polar is such a classic rock guy. Been to a Doobie Brothers concert with Polar, and you for that matter, and PK. Afterward, this woman comes running over to get PK's autograph, and Polar and I are standing there looking at each other like PK is just beaming. Basically, your point of this story was how could somebody possibly recognize PK and not not recognize you and Polar? Oh, that's not true, (laughs) man. Polar and I are standing right there in shock. I said we were looking at each other and thinking. PK's a star. Uh, it's not. No. Why wouldn't I it's think that? It's why are you talking to this guy when the great Gordon Monson <laughs> is standing right here? I'm Gordon Monson. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Right now, you can get up to $6,000 in purchase allowance on the XT lineup. Experience the luxury you deserve by booking a test drive today. Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 Network analyst, going to join us here momentarily. To wrap up the football season, it's all over, and Tom Brady is the champion again, PK. He leaves New England, he rolls down to Tampa Bay, and picks up another ring. It's nonstop with this guy. Is it ever going to end? Steve Young was just on with us saying, oh, yeah, he, he can play past 45. The rules have changed and totally doable. Steve didn't seem to have any doubt. I don't think it has much to do with the rules. I think it's Tom Brady's commitment. This is something he envisioned for himself when he was probably 30 years of age, and he's taken what he's needed to do to get there. I think it's on him. He's been fortunate enough with the no injuries, for sure. He's had the one major, but that seems so long ago. I can't even remember when it was. And I think the all-out commitment of the intensity that he has with his life as far as maintaining his physical conditioning, and to think that he's won two Super Bowls now, if I'm correct, past post-40, is really just absolutely amazing. And you have to just give it to him big time. This is a, this is accomplishment that an accomplishment that I don't think that we'll ever see again. Now I say that knowing that you should never say that, but nevertheless, it's nothing that we saw before, 
and going forward, it's just absolutely incredibly amazing. And, you know, the, the Sean McVay's of the world, they were the young, upcoming, and consistent coaches and seemed like people went towards that. And you had two, two Super Bowl coaches in their 60s, and Arian's a first-time winner. I think they said he's, what, 68 years of age? And he's talking about no way he's going to retire. And obviously Brady's coming back, man. If they can do it again, it would just be absolutely incredible. And they just, they've had a, just a, what a phenomenal career, Tom Brady. It's the all-American career for sure. Got a list here. Uh, you got a question up and people are listing. Uh, how can anyone doubt Tom Brady has had the best career in the history of team sports? People listing their favorites, the competitors. Some just throwing the towel. Hector Perez, he's the GOAT in any sport. In any year, this is it. Doing it in his 40s. Give me the names. I feel like Rudy Gobert at the rim. I'm just going to swat him away. (laughs) Man, the first one. I hate the first one. Can I swat the first one? Or you're Gobert, you're going to swat them all. You can do it, sure. I'll I'll be Donovan Mitchell. I'll come in and block the shot from behind. Because he's going around Gobert. Brian, he's had one of the best careers for sure, but maybe you could say that for football, Bradshaw and Montana were both 4-0 in Super Bowls, so they're close. No! Getting to the Super Bowl and losing is still an accomplishment. I'm not, I'm not downgrading him because he lost three Super Bowls. Getting there is still an accomplishment. It's hard to do. You don't want to lose earlier in the playoffs. I'm not downgrading him for that. Terrible. No. He's 7-3 and three in Super Bowls, and that is awesome. To get to 10 Super Bowls, how many times doing this show have we said, if you get to, in the, into the NFL or the NBA, certainly the NFL, but even the NBA or Major League Baseball, where there's less contact, if you last 10 years as a role guy, that's a phenomenal accomplishment. This yeah. dude's been to 10 Super Bowls. Other people, are 10-year careers are awesome. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. It's off the charts. It is. I agree. Jeff says, too much cheating for me. Ah. Uh, Spygate. They wouldn't have beaten the Rams. They wouldn't have gotten it rolling. It all would have been different. Yeah, that's sort of like the baseball thing with the steroids. How do I know the guy throwing to me wasn't on him? Who knows what? I mean, once you open up that and you get into some moral judgments and all that stuff, do you know what's other what the other guy's doing completely and totally? So... I don't know what they're doing. I think that stuff sort of cancels out, and I'm not sure how much effect that had on Brady, but, you know, he did have to sit out the games with the uh, the air and the football and all that stuff. But I think he's won so much that he's overcome that. DeGiro says, no doubt, another clinical performance. Just throwing those short screen passes and just carving up the Kansas City defense. Uh, to an extent, sure, yeah. Aaron lists a bunch of guys. Here you go. All right, go to the rim. Ready? Mm-hmm. Bill Russell. He says 10 rings. Bill Russell would tell him he I shorted him one 11. ring. Yeah. <laughs> it was 11 of 13, plus two NCAA titles and the Olympic gold. Bill Russell just kept winning. Bill Russell was in the ultimate winner. There's no doubt about that, but I don't think he's had a better run than Tom Brady. I think football is on top. Uh, and it, it takes nothing away from what these other guys have accomplished. When you start doing this and then you start, rejecting the claims of others it's like you're criticizing them or downgrading and um, downgrading them and in no circumstances is that the point it's more to elevate the other individual on the other side not to downgrade those guys and in this case bill russell but I just think basketball how many teams did they have in the league and there was no movement so if you got the best players you could see how you would be able to go and do what you were going to do it just it makes sense that you would have that run 
it would almost be a surprise if you didn't because that group of guys came back year after year. After, it's the same thing with the Yankees. And people will say Yogi Berra. He's and on I the get, list. I'm about yeah. to get to him. Yes, Yogi won 10 titles. Yeah, and it's it's no one moved anywhere. They all came back. And it makes sense that that would be the case. But some of these guys played so long, though, that there's still age and retirement and your, uh, it's a different collection of guys, you know, in the start of your career versus the middle of your career versus the end of your career. And, and nobody did what Yogi did right before or right after him when there still wasn't any free agency. And the same matter for, for Bill Russell. I guess the, the, the Lakers won five titles in six years, but not 11 and 13. I still think Tom Brady's going to a cast of characters that changes over for New England. I mean, who on the offense is going to be Hall of Fame caliber? You would absolutely need a program to list all the guys. And then he comes here in his first season, does what he does, and it's just remarkable. And those other things are remarkable, too. But I think in that situation, you know, some of it is right timing. Well, Brady doesn't need right timing. He's won at every decade that he's played, right? So, you know, if Yogi Berra or Mickey Mantle doesn't have as much because he came along later, if he would have come along earlier, would he have won more? And Joe DiMaggio, he came along earlier than Yogi. So uh, Brady... No matter when he came along and what age he was, he was going to win. Joe DiMaggio uh, is one of the names thrown uh, thrown up here on the list. That that career, incredible, nine time World World Series champion. Absolutely incredible. I can't argue that. I got a picture of him and Frank that I'm looking at in my room right now on the wall. And he missed a couple seasons due to World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else can people, can you throw up here as people uh, want to say, uh, Joe DiMaggio, Yogi Berra, Henri Richard, 11 Stanley Cups. Oh, jeez. Christopher just, Christopher just sent in a gif. Haters going to hate, and it's Vince McMahon. And the shoulders are back, the suit, the strut. Couldn't, couldn't be more over now, the top. No, people hate Tom Brady. Is there like, wow, I can't stand this guy? Yes. I haven't heard. I saw yesterday. I mean, they had a Trump hat in his locker. So, uh, you know, what's her face? Christine Brennan has to. She probably wrote a piece on that. The lady from USA Today who said that the, it's the worst day ever in Big Ten history when they decided to play football. I mean, it's so dramatic. We understand where politics are involved. And I saw somebody else yesterday had a picture of Brady walking into the uh, stadium and he didn't have a mask. And so you took out his paw. And then you look at these people and you see their backgrounds. And, yeah, we get it. We see where you're leaning. You know, Bruce But it starts, it starts earlier than that, though. It starts with the Spygate and the Patriots cheating. Mm. And maybe, maybe getting away from Belichick softens some of that. So maybe people feel better about the seventh title than of they did some of the Patriots. No, I think it's politically yeah. oriented right now, the hate for him. We need to come, in, as Bruce Springsteen said, we need, let's meet in the middle as long as my political preference is the one on top. I mean, come on. And that's no different for any side. Yeah, let's. It's time to meet in the middle. So you come over here. I'm not going <laughs> over there. You come over here. 
So Lanny says Babe Ruth, MJ, Brady. He's got the Troika. It's tough to beat those three. Jeffrey says my money would be on Pele, but no knock on Brady at all. It's getting to past the point where you can put a knock on him. I mean, he's got more Super Bowl titles than other franchises. Franchises have had 50 years to try and pile these things up. And he's played for, what, 20, is he 21 now? 21 years? Seven, seven titles? 21 years? Yeah. That's, that's a crazy just, percentage. Just, and to be 43 years old. <laughs> no. And they want to break you in half, and they can't get to you. He's won 13% of all Super Bowls played. And I don't know, I can't argue that he's at the top of his game, but he's certainly plenty good enough, and that's all that matters. And the odds are out for next year, and they are uh, pretty good. It's uh, I think Chiefs are the favorite, and then the Packers, and then the Bucks. Back-to-back, an eighth title. Back to back with different well, clubs. I mean, you're just you're just piling on to the legacy at this point. It's like you're just making stuff up now. You're just like daydreaming at the beach, and then I'll change teams odds. and win two more. Those odds, I can't really say for sure because first of all, I really I don't know which team is going to draft Zach Wilson. Nice. So I can't put them out there just yet. Uh, it would be an amazing accomplishment, but I'm going to revel in this accomplishment. I love to see greatness, man, and that's what pro sports is about, and that's why I don't really have any pro teams. None of them matter to me any more than the others, and so just sit back and watch greatness. And you see Gronkowski, greatness. Just sit out a year, come back. I mean, this is an un, unheard of, unparalleled, unrivaled story that they've got. Bruce Arians, retired. Uh, in his mid-60s with the Cardinals, did a year in broadcasting, and then he comes back, and he brings a lot of the same guys, Leftridge and Bowles being at the top as coordinators. He had those guys in Arizona, so they had to go someplace. Now, obviously, Bowles went to the Jets and was the head coach. Those guys went someplace, and then everything has to come together when Arians decides to come back, that he goes and he gets his guys and gets them, bring, brings them back. And that's really amazing, too. It doesn't get as much run as Tom Brady, obviously, uh, being quarterback. And quarterback is the most glamorous position we have in team sports and any team sport for sure. So you've got all that stuff together like that. And it took some time, as it should, and then they just reel off eight consecutive wins. It's just a great, great story. I mean, I, I love stories. That's why I don't get caught up in the, in the teams. Uh, and I get that. I'm different that way. But I love stories. This is a great, great story. It's like KC, their story's already been told. Can they add upon it? You know? But we can't just keep marveling at Mahomes. Uh, it's not compared to the Tampa Bay story. It's somewhat of the same old. Now, for them, they've got the challenge to come back, and I see no reason why they can't because Mahomes is just watching him on those plays that he was able to get the ball off when he's running around, circling back and forth, and his back is to the line of scrimmage, and he's going from side to side. Being able to get the throw was an amazing athletic feat, but he's an amazing athletic feat unto himself. And to see that was 
just that was fun to watch. I felt bad for him that he wasn't getting the protection, and obviously they had the offensive line issues. Uh, I think some of it is exasperated by the fired-up nature of the Buccaneers. But when you look at it, the Buccaneers were the bigger story, and today they are the story. How long it can last remains to be seen. But if you're a lover of stories like I am, this is an amazing story. The uh, winner is usually going to be the bigger story. That's how that works. But the two two throws Mahomes made, scrambling, throwing the ball to the goal line, and hitting his receivers in the face mask – I mean, on the first one, he's running left. He's throwing with his right hand across yeah. his body, right. which, I mean, we've all watched enough football to hear a million times how hard that is to do, and you shouldn't do it. You're risking interception. And he's throwing off the wrong foot, too. And he, and he yeah. it, you know, and the funny thing is he hit Tyreek Hill in the face mask, and Hill's the one who had the quote last week that Yach played about he's throwing darts. Well, that's what he's talking about he right there. He threw a dart and hit you in the face But then, mask, as good as that throw was, I thought the second one was better. When he's going to the he's ground. horizontal to the ground. Yeah, he's horizontal to the ground, laying out and almost submarine. He almost, who was that old pitcher for the Royals who was a submariner? Dan Quisenberry. There it is. He's Dan Quisenberry, that thing down to the goal line. And again, and that ball may have been deflected, so maybe a pass on the receiver for that one. But uh, hit him in the face mask again. That's awesome, and I look forward to watching him play again. But the winner is usually the bigger story. And when you're sitting on a seventh Super Bowl and you turn around a team that had a losing record the year before, not by, not by much, but 7-9, and nine, nonetheless, a losing record. Spectacular. All right, DJ PK, uh, some issues with Lincoln, but he's getting them all straightened out. He is going to join us next. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Have we ever talked to John on the air? No. No. And I've got questions. Is he there? I'm here. Hey, John, how are hey, you? Hey, John. I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, John, yeah. while we have you. No, no. <laughs> we've had a, uh-huh. a, a long back and forth about a pitchfork incident. I want to know the details of my buddy here and your brother running a pitchfork through you. <laughs> we were out working and, you know, cleaning our ends or whatever you want to call it. And uh, he thought that he was like King Triton and he uh, threw that pitchfork and that uh, oh! is true enough. He just rang on the mark and put it right underneath the kneecap. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, and I killed a guy with a trident. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision's New Year's special, continuing through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of this month. Check out the specials at davisvisionmd.com. Time to welcome in Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst. He joins us... uh, all throughout the football season, he's here today to put a wrap on the season. Lincoln, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. I assume you watch the Super Bowl differently. While everybody else is staring at the quarterbacks, I assume you are staring at the offensive and defensive line play, and I bet you were horrified watching Kansas City's offensive line scramble to protect their quarterback. Well, you know what? For, for what it's worth, during this run with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, one of the, if, if there was a weakness in the offense, it was considered the consistency on the offensive line. Now, they were able to make do and, and be able to make plays, obviously, to win the Super Bowl last year. But last night they were exploited. And, and I, I guess what I was surprised mostly as is, at is that during the time when the Chiefs have struggled, 
we've seen Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and this offense be able to make adjustments, um, but they they couldn't. And so you tip your hat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because for one, you know Todd Bowles is notoriously known as a blitzing defensive coordinator. I think they ran blitzes probably maybe four or five times last night. Everything else was just rushing four and played coverage. So there's a couple of things that we take away from the game. Not only was it a, a royal drubbing, uh, but for the most part, going forward, the Chiefs are going to be good offensively, uh, and they're going to be they're still going to be good in the, you know for years to come. But you might have seen sort of a formula to maybe negate some of their offensive output and maybe slow that slow down that offense a little bit. It seemed like when you have Tom Brady, obviously, you're going to get the majority of the attention is going to be focused on that side of the ball. But from the start of the season till now, the defense of Tampa Bay really, really came on. And these guys, looking at them in the playoffs, played well. And to me, you know, the offensive line of KC obviously is an issue. But I thought the bigger issue was the success of the defense for Tampa Bay, whether it's Bowles and obviously David and White and whoever, Sue and Barrett, all these guys all look like they were at the best at the time they needed to be. Could you respond to that? I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think what you've seen, especially out of this defense, this defense played with an attitude where it rose to the occasion, almost like it was tired of everybody just focusing on the offensive firepower. They wanted to be claimed and they wanted to, uh, to hear their name uh, and, and do some things. The defense is playing with an attitude. And I noticed it the first time in the playoffs when they played against New Orleans. The way they just they just seemed, you know, ornery. They were going to take what they were going to take, and you weren't going to have their way around. And they rode that throughout the the playoffs. Yeah, when you have one of the greatest quarterbacks in history playing on your football team, he's going to get all the credit. And I've always thought about you know quarterbacks get way too much credit, and, and, and you know when things go right, and way too much blame when things go wrong. Uh, but he's going to get all the credit. But this defense played the way they were supposed to, and they really harassed Patrick Mahomes in this offense last night. Having said that, the difference in the game, I mean, both teams, you know, crossing midfield, having chances to score. Well, the Bucks had a half dozen good opportunities, and they got four touchdowns, kicked a field goal. They did get stuffed at the one-yard line on a goal-line stand that no one will remember. Uh, and then for the, the Chiefs, they have two passes to the goal line, hit receivers in the face, and I thought they were incredible throws by Mahomes across his body, off the wrong foot, rolling left, throwing right, that stuff, and then kind of the submarine delivery to the goal line. I mean, have we really seen a quarterback do this? I know other guys have had incredible arms and other guys have been scramblers, but this, I mean, those two were just unbelievable. You're absolutely right, but the, the, he, we've seen him do these things before, and that's what makes him so great. Uh, the fact is that because it's a total team game, those receivers have to catch those balls. You know, if if you know those two passes that you're referring to were caught, especially the one that was down on the goal line, which hit the you know the would be receiver right in the face mask, if that was caught, we might be having sort of a different outcome or talking about a different outcome in this game. Not to say that it, you know it might have been a little bit more of a shootout than it seemed to be one sided, but. The fact that the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been good during their run over the last couple of years of scoring touchdowns and making their offense one of their better defenses, their best defenses by putting pressure on opposing teams, they couldn't do that last night. And the field goals, just to get some points on the board, didn't slow the momentum of the Buccaneers. Conversely, it put more pressure on the Chiefs' offense to try to make plays, and Tampa Bay was right there waiting for it, right there waiting, knowing what you're going to do. So they doubled Tyreek Hill. They double Travis Kelsey. They were able to rush four and drop seven and play combo coverages on the back and not get beat deep. 
And there were other players on the Chiefs team that just did not make plays. So I'm not sure if they got a little full of themselves. They didn't want to show up. What happened? But Patrick Mahomes can't throw to himself and catch everything and do everything himself. He, he tried to do the best he could. So as the analyst for the Raiders, you had the opportunity to see the Chiefs up close twice, including a one time when the Raiders actually won. I believe it was in KC. So as I yep. analyze the Chiefs in relationship to the AFC West, you get the Raiders, you know, they a little bit of improvement. Expect to see some more Herbert over there with the Chargers right. and all that. Do you see the Chiefs? capable of putting together a Patriots-like run. What I mean by that, I'm just talking about how the Patriots dominated the AFC East for so long. I'm not necessarily talking about winning Super Bowls. I'm talking about winning the division year after year. The Chiefs will be good. They'll, they'll be competitive. The difference to me is I think the AFC West, as compared to the AFC East where the, where the Patriots dominated, is getting progressively better. We didn't see, you know, when, when, when Brady and the Patriots had their run, you saw, you know, teams like the Jets, the Dolphins try to make strides, but they were never able to get over the hump and challenge the Patriots. And that's one of the things that was lacking for hard to believe, but it was two decades. Other teams just couldn't get it right. I think there's a little bit of difference in the AFC West. I think when you talk about the Chargers having a quarterback and Justin Herbert, they're going to find a way to, to be competitive. I think the Raiders are still going to be competitive, and they're going to challenge the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a, have a big problem. They committed so much to their quarterback, and rightfully so, that they have to address that offensive line. Um, and what it looks like right now, Eric Fisher, their franchise left tackle, is going to miss all of next season. Um, and he probably is going to count significantly against the cap. And what I mean by that is anywhere from up to 13 to $15 million. That's a big thing when you talk about having to get this offensive line better. You might not have as much resources as you think, and that might be the difference. The Patriots didn't really have to worry about that problem because they had a way of controlling the overhead and everything. The Chiefs are going to be a little bit different because the resources they paid out to Patrick Mahomes is going to probably affect them on some other end. I think this, I'm not saying that they're not going to be good or they're going to fall off the top, but they're going to be challenged in different ways because they're not going to be able to hold it together as well as the Patriots did back in the day. So are you hearing any, uh, any good dirt in NFL circles as far as Deshaun Watson? How far is he going to push this? And how much is, are things going to settle down in Houston? And he'll be upset, but he'll stay. Or, or these two are going to go to the mat, and he's going to try to get out of there, and they're going to try to keep him, and it's just going to go on. I think what's going to have to happen is you've got to sort of you got to court Deshaun Watson as though you're in college and you're trying to recruit him because he has a say so in, in that no trade clause. So there are still teams that are lobbying for you know position to try to figure out a deal. But um, the first thing that's going to happen that we're going to see in the next couple of days is where Carson Wentz is going to go. And I think you'll take a couple of teams out of that once they figure that out. I don't know if, if – if I was a general manager, say, if I was a general manager, Mike Mayock and the Raiders, I would make a push to get Deshaun Watson. I know a lot of Raider fans probably don't want to hear it, but I, I think he's a proven winner that will probably put you over the top. More importantly, he's a guy that can, can extend the play with his legs, and I think that's critical in today's game. Uh, with that being said, I don't know how far the Raiders want to give, how much they want to give up, um, but the mindset that the Rams took when they traded Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions and what they gave to get a quarterback so they can win now should be the overwhelming mindset of a lot of teams in the National Football League. Stop trying to worry about building for the future. If you have the ability to win now, make a play for a valuable player and make it happen. As we look at the NFL going forward, obviously it's a pass-driven league now with all the rule changes and all that. 
Uh, but you see teams like Baltimore and Tennessee who try to do it with the run. Is that, is that possible to have the high level of success if you're more run-oriented run versus passing? Yes, it is possible. Good old-fashioned football still wins, in my opinion. They run in the ball and play in defense. However, the big part is playing defense. You can't – if you're a running football team like the Baltimore Ravens or Tennessee Titans, you and especially in the AFC, you can't afford to allow a team like the Kansas City Chiefs to jump ahead of you by two touchdowns and think that you're going to be able to stay in it. So you have to play ball control, and more importantly, you have to score touchdowns. When it comes down, especially in the AFC, when you look at it for the future, whether it's Buffalo or you know Tennessee or Baltimore, they're going to have to score touchdowns to keep pace with these high-power offenses. Running the ball and controlling the clock doesn't mean anything when you have a, a capable offense that can go down and score in a couple of plays, big play threats. So, yes, the the future is still uh, you know with the, the passing league and the ability these quarterbacks to to do things like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, so on and so forth. But it's still going to come down to good old fashioned football. You got to be able to run the ball. Hey, are you surprised that Alabama can lose fifteen people? A combination of assistant coaches and analysts. That kind of turnover doesn't seem to bug Saban at all. He just, I, I assume he just gets a flurry of resumes and phone calls, and there's just a line of people trying to get in the door. But it still seems like that kind of turnover, but nothing impacts him, even that kind of turnover. Yeah, you know, one, one thing that you can take in, in South when it comes to Alabama is that we already know they've got blue chippers sitting on the fence, on the on the bench. They've got you know top stop top recruits waiting for their chance to go in because you know they're recruiting to is that your your kid will be in the National Football League in the next three years. Uh, the, the same thing goes for a lot of the coaches. It's a stepping stone. Um, I'm not surprised. I I am surprised that the rest, like the SEC, for example, just can't catch up. Whatever Alabama is doing. If you could try to put together a good class, we saw what LSU did, you know, a year back when they ran, won the national championship. But other than that, they they weren't able to, to to keep it going. There has not been any consistency, especially for that the rest of that division. Yes, Florida's in the conversation, Georgia's in the conversation, but none to the extent of Alabama. And to me, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that every year we're going to talk about the same. Well, for me, for at least immediate future, we're going to talk about the same top college football teams: Ohio State. Clemson, and Alabama. There's got to be more parity in this country than just those three teams. But those are going to be the reflection because those are the ones that are on top, and no one else is really close to, 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 to dethroning them. Now, we'll see how the Pac-12 does next year when you know Oregon and Washington have to take on Ohio State. It's a way to get some recognition, but you got to win those football games. And in the past, the Pac-12 hasn't been able to do it. No, it's kind of boring when it comes to that, seeing the same two or three teams in there. Very boring. <laughs> I mean, I love college football, but then right at the end, it's like uh, you're going to see this great movie, and then the last uh, couple of scenes, eh, that sucked. Yeah. I just can't. I can't get into it. I did want to ask you one other question about uh, the uh-huh. Bucks, though. Yeah. We, we keep hearing that uh, – the players, even going back to Arizona, love to play for Bruce Bruce Arians. What does that right. mean? It means, you know, every coach I've ever played for, and trust me, my league, especially in the National Football League, I had a lot of different coaches. Every coach had the same theme opening day. Buy into what we're selling. Buy into our program. To, you know, devout yourself to – what we believe in in our way, and we're going to try to take you to the promised land. And Bruce Arians is no different. 
the, the fact that he allowed Tom Brady to come to the team, well, one thing, they, they got him. But the fact he allowed to bring somebody like an Antonio Brown, some like a Justin Fournette, I mean, Jason Fournette, the, these players that came in from other teams and combined, you know, the Indomitian Sues and, the, you know, the Barretts and all the players, all the different personalities, they blended and they still find a way to win a championship. It's very commendable. You don't see that on a lot of teams, especially in the National Football League, because the personalities generally rule. But you had a LaShawn McCoy on the bench. I mean, you, you had namesakes, for what it's worth, on this team, and they all contributed to the season's win. That's a great testament to Bruce Arians. And one of the things that most people love about him, especially working with him, is that he allows them to be him, themselves. So the coaches... They, he allows them to coach. He doesn't micromanage them. He, he's the one. He's the sort of the overseer, but he doesn't micromanage people and allows them to give the freedom to express themselves, to explore their abilities and see what they can do. And if they need help, they can come to him and approach him and figure it out. But people love working with him because he allows them to be themselves. Lincoln, we appreciate you coming on all year long and talking football with us. And uh, we promise not to bother you until spring football starts. <laughs> Which Guys, isn't that far away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is it, a month or so? Anyway. I know, right? <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Thanks. All right. Thank friends. you, Lincoln. Lincoln Kennedy, former Raider player, University of Washington great, and now on the Raider broadcast team and a Pac-12 network analyst. DJ and PK, the Utah Jazz, do it again. Four in a row. 15 out of 16. We will get to that next. Are you dreaming? Are you going to let yourself dream now? How much more winning do you need? We'll get to that next. Stay with us.